continues to do a work in you and in me, and that's what we're singing about. And he is worthy of our praise, of our adoration, and our surrender. Can we get an amen this morning? Amen. That's who he is. We're going to continue to sing about that. Come on, we sing it. Oh. The rumors of the Son of Man. That's right. Stories of a Savior.
into this place um, yesterday you might have had a different name for Jesus what is the name that you call him right now some of you might be mad at him but most of us are saying Lord I Lord right now Jesus you're your healer who needs healing this morning who needs healing of a broken heart or who needs healing Jesus you are Jehovah Jireh who needs provision in what way a provider you are Jehovah Rapha Lord you are Jehovah Jireh the son of man that's your name Jesus you are worthy of that name the author and the perfecter of our faith. You are the Lamb of God, the Son of Man. You are my Savior. What is your name for Jesus right now in this moment? His name is Jesus. And we say, Lord, you are worthy of that name because, Lord, nothing, nothing else can do, Lord, what you have done. And so, Heavenly Father, we come into this place, Lord, saying, yes, Lord, you are worthy of a name, Lord. You stand by my side and you stood in my place. Jesus, no other name. Lord, this morning we don't claim anything else, Lord, except your name. Thank you, Lord, for being in this place with us, Lord, for allowing us to be in this place with you, Lord. And we reach out, Lord, um, in surrender to you this morning, Lord with our voices, Lord, in this beautiful time of worship. And it's amazing, church, this time with him, just with him. It's not with me. It's not this time of worship with our team. It's this time with Jesus. Because we said, Jesus, you are worthy of that name. So let's continue to worship him this morning. Feel his presence. Be in this moment with him. Put away the cell phones. Forget the scores. Who cares about the scores? Nobody cares. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. I like it too, but it doesn't matter. Jesus is what matters. Let's be in this moment with him. Drop it all, drop it all aside. Lord, let us be in this moment with you. Let's continue to worship him. Come on. Let's come with clean hearts upon the Lord.
before the Lord this morning. Let's sing. I'm caught up in your presence. I just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy moment. I never want to Jesus, you don't hold me 
Let us be in your presence, Lord, in this moment with you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this time of worship with you, Lord, with my brothers and my sisters, Lord, as we lift our voices, Lord, because we want to surrender to you, Lord, and declare that nothing else not only will do, but has never done. Only you will do, Lord, because only you have done for us, Lord. Only you have done for us, Lord. Thank you for your sacrifice, Lord. Thank you for the gift of eternal life. Thank you for your healing touch, Lord, for those that need healing, Lord. We pray over them, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you rejoice with those who are rejoicing, Lord, as do we. And we lament with those who are lamenting as well. Heavenly Father, rain down your spirit upon us, Lord, and your presence, Lord, and your peace and your presence over us today, Heavenly Father. And that we would open our hearts this morning, Lord, to your word, Lord, because what you have already done with our time of worship, Lord, is something that we can only hope that those outside of this building would be able to experience. But thank you, Jesus, for your presence with us today, Heavenly Father. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Can we celebrate our time together, church? What an amazing time of worship. Hey, church, as we continue to celebrate that, why don't we uh, greet one another in the name of Jesus. Good morning, my family. Good morning, good morning. I know we have already given you our greeting this morning, um, but let me do that once again for those of you that are kind of coming in last minute. Uh, my name is Michael Romero. I'm your worship and arts pastor. Oh, and my name is David Sanchez. I am the youth minister here at New Beginnings. <laughs> yeah, hey, guys. Um, what an amazing time of worship this morning. Absolutely. Amen. Yeah. Uh, hey, church. As we uh, we just want to welcome you into into uh, our house this morning, to his house rather, but New Beginnings Church, and we want to welcome those coming in on our live stream as well. We want to welcome them into our home, uh, but we also want to we want to catch you up on a couple of things before we we turn over the platform to our senior pastor. We want to catch you up on some things that we've been talking about, but we we kind of need to draw our attention to a couple of things. Brother David, what's happening? Absolutely. So it's October. We're about half. We're a little past halfway through. No, it's crazy. It feels like it's just gone straight through. Uh, but one of the things that's coming up at the end of this month, on the 29th, we are doing our annual Trunk or Treat. And we are super excited about this because, man, it's always a fantastic point of evangelism. It's always a point of ministry because we invite people from just, you know, it's our congregation. We serve, we do it here, but we, uh, the people from these neighborhoods nearby come and they're looking for a safe place to take their kids, you know, trick-or-treat and get some candy, you know. And we hand out little Bible tracts. We give them some, some, uh, some encouragement. We pray for, uh, I love just praying over the little pieces of candy. Like, God, just bless that, you know, little thing full of sugar. That's probably not going to be any good for them, but God bless them, you know. Uh, it's always the everlasting gobstopper. The everlasting gobstopper. <laughs> if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Um, but it's a fantastic uh, event. It's going to be on October 29th. 
uh, beginning at 6 p.m. here at our church in the parking lot. And yes, we do need volunteers. If you're interested right. in volunteering, please talk to Miss Jessica. Uh, she's the person in charge of the, our New Beginnings Kids Ministry, and we are so uh, excited for all the things she's doing over there. Uh, and what else, what else is going on for Trunk or Treat, Pastor Mike? Uh, so it's just, as Brother David was telling us, it's an amazing event, but it's also a very fun, if you didn't gather, it's a very fun event. Hey, we want to invite not only you, but you and everybody you know. And now everybody, bold, italicized, all caps, like everybody you know. It's just an amazing time to outreach and to invite your friends and let them know, hey, this is who new beginnings are. And if you love your church, we want you to invite people to say, hey, man, this is our family. And um, we're, we're pretty cool. We're not all there, but we're pretty cool. I think we're pretty cool. But I want to oh, invite yeah. it, everybody. Look, rock wall. We're going to have rock wall. I mean, we're talking jumpers, rock wall, DJs. Uh, I believe we're getting a mechanical bull. you got to sign a waiver. Uh, and then <laughs> we have to. <laughs> but, I mean, it's going to be super awesome. I and mean, we're talking. And, of course, we do. We're talking, of course, candy. But the amazing um, opportunity for outreach mm-hmm. is just, it's so cool getting to see the way these kids light up. And then when they understand how much they're loved by somebody that doesn't even know them, they're mm-hmm. like, how do you even love me? You don't even know me. Yeah. But they feel your love. And I want you to know this is what you, we do. We, this is the reach out portion of who we are, right? We reach up, reach in, and reach out. This is what we're doing. So we want to invite you to that. And so make sure to invite everybody you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's going to be a fantastic event. Again, that's October 29th, beginning at 6 p.m., so be there or be square. Oh, hey, we need candy. We do need candy for that. We need candy, so hey, if you have some candy, uh, we really appreciate the donation. And look, and if you don't have time to go get candy, totally, I I, I totally get it. Like, if you don't, ain't nobody got time to go shopping for candy, I got it, right? I understand. Um, you You can totally give a cash donation uh, I honestly, I, we we need that. We at this point, we had like a room full of candy, mm-hmm. and we have like maybe a corner full of candy right now. Like we we really do need candy. So if you can, we'd really appreciate a donation of candy, mm-hmm. um, or you can put like a specific amount of cash that you'd like to give into an envelope and drop it off, and just put like trunk or treat candy. Uh, and we'd really really appreciate it, Miss Jessica and her team. By the way, can we celebrate the NB Kids team? Because they Absolutely. have, they work tirelessly, not only for that event, but what they do on a quarterly basis, and just what everything that they're doing. But oh, yeah. Trunk or Treat is just, it's a big, big event. So we want to celebrate everything that they're doing. For sure. It's going to be an amazing yeah. event. And uh, there's so many other things going on. Like, I don't know if you guys have been, uh, have noticed that the last couple of weeks we had a big canopy out in the mall with tons of tables. Uh, those were for our Christian education classes. If you want to get more information on, on what's happening with that, you can look at our website. It has the specific dates and times for all that good stuff. And also, well, one of the things that's happening every Thursday at 6.30 p.m., uh, they, they, they corrected me on that one after last service. I guess it's 6.30, not 6 p.m. Sorry, guys. Uh, Thursday at 6.30 p.m. That wouldn't be church folk, now would it? That's true, that's true. Hey, we always love that fellowship, though. We always love it. But hey, six, uh, so on Thursday nights, we do a men's Bible study, a little men's fellowship and study group, and it's just iron sharpening iron, man. It's awesome. I think last service we talked a little bit about how it's a fantastic opportunity to begin mentoring someone. Gentlemen, 
uh, as men, it is important for us to pour into other men, to, in, to pour into our other brothers. And I know that personally as a guy who didn't grow up with much of a father figure, as people like Pastor Mike, Pastor Richard, that have shown me the things I got to figure out in order to step up and be a man. And so if you want to continue doing that stuff as you grow, as you continue bringing people with you in your growth, I want to encourage you. Bring people, invite your friends, invite your sons, invite your, your grandsons. And you know, we also have a college and career class every other Thursday, every first and third Thursday of the, of the month, led by our very own A.J. Cully, who was just over here singing with us. Uh, and we are so excited about all these things that we're doing with these classes. Yeah, and that's a great opportunity to mentorship, right? Men of God, get your young men in your life. Hey, every first and third Thursday... If you want to come weekly to the men's Bible study, why don't you grab a young man with you, one of your, one, your neighbors, your nephew, um, just maybe your son, right? And bring them every thir- first and third Thursday. And while they sit in college and career and with young adults, you can be in there with, 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 the, with New Beginnings men. And that would be a great opportunity to mentor a young man in your life and mm-hmm. say, God, this is, this is a really great opportunity for you to de- continue to develop your walk with Christ. So, guys, continued education. The Christian education um, classes are an amazing opportunity for us to continue to grow our spiritual walk. And I encourage you to look into those. So, please, if you would like, NBCABQ.com. And you can check out all the classes that we have available and even register that way. Absolutely. And you know what, church, I'm really excited because this month on the 30th, we are having, once again, Baptism Sunday. And man, baptisms is just, Baptism Sunday has got to be always my favorite Sunday out of the month because I'll tell you, church, as as a former former church hopper, I've been to a lot of churches, and I know what we do here is a little unique, man. Yeah. I've, never real, I've never seen people gather around people so much just to encourage them over getting dunked in water, you know? Because we understand here at this church that it's not just about getting dunked in water. It's about this outward representation of this inward change. And it's such a beautiful experience that we get to witness every month. So church, if you've not been baptized yet, uh, whether you gave your life to Christ recently or whether you got baptized years ago and you're just like, you know what, that's something I feel the Lord tugging at my heart to do. I want to encourage you to sign up. You can, uh, you can call our front office during the week and get more info there. You can go on our website, nbcabq.com forward slash events. There should be a link on there. And church, I'm just super excited for baptisms this, or this coming, uh, not the next one, the following, the 30th, Sunday the 30th. And so, church, just to reiterate what Brother David said, it's not for brand new believers only. Mm-hmm. So some of you have come up to us and said, you know, it's just, I accepted the Lord like 12 years ago, and I just never kind of got to it. And he goes, yeah, pa' qué? You know, it's been 12 <laughs> years, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, hey, guess what, church? It's still our biblical mandate to get it done. Mm-hmm. And so I want to encourage you that if you have not had it, have you, have you, if you've not, if you have not yet been <laughs> baptized yet, remix. If you have not yet been baptized, I want to encourage you to please sign up to be baptized. Mm-hmm. Please do that. It's such an important, pivotal, pivotal walk and mm-hmm. a piece of our, our spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. And so please do that. Uh, church, uh, some of you have come up and said, well, I, I, I got baptized when I was a baby. Well, yeah, but that was a little bit different. The Bible tells us that we have to know what we're doing for those that have knowledge of what they're doing. And we don't really have knowledge of that. We don't remember that. Mm-hmm. And so I encourage you, if that's you, take the next step and register to get baptized. Mm-hmm. Because, again, we've been mandated to do that. And speaking of mandates, Brother David, mm-hmm. uh, our biblical mandate of tithing, we want to 
thank you and remind you as well of our biblical mandate of tithing. I know, um, I know that all of us have, have been really, really, it's been a tough, tough time. And we want to thank you for continued obedience of that mandate. Because without that, um, as Brother David pointed out last service, we can not only just keep the lights on in here, right? Even from just the lights on in here, but continue to shine the light of Jesus in the community, which is what we do. Mm-hmm. We couldn't do the trunk or treats or the classes that we offer, the continued education that we do without your obedience to that mandate. And if you don't know how to do that, we, we ask you, if you'd like to participate and say, you know what, I like what this church is doing. Mm-hmm. I'd like to sow into this ministry. We invite you to do that. Brother David, how do we get that done? Oh, man, there's so many different ways to give. I, I love it. They make it super easy. We have text to give. We have, I believe all the information is right behind me on the screen as well. We have our NBC ABQ app, and we have our website, nbcabq.com forward slash give. And what I love about all the digital stuff, too, is that it's fast, it's safe, it's secure. Right. Uh, there's none, none of those spam texts. You're not going to get a million just messages right after you give, maybe like a, a little receipt for you, and that's about it. And not to mention... Uh, for those of us who like to go with cash, we have tithing boxes located at all four corners of the sanctuary here at New Beginnings. We thank you, church. And can we, can we just welcome our senior pastor to the pulpit with that? Absolutely. We turn it over to Pastor Richard. Like Pastor Mike said, we welcome you. We might not all be here, but we're here. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Guys, uh, I do want to let you know that uh, this Friday we have two really neat events. Um, In the morning, we are distributing our monthly food distribution to our community where we give out anywhere from 12 to 20,000 pounds of food. We always need volunteers. So if you could help out on this Friday, um, start arriving at 10 o'clock, and then at 12, the people get here and we start uh, giving the food out. So it's a really, really neat opportunity to do outreach. The other thing is that this Friday is the 40-year uh, celebration. And we're, Cindy and I are so thrilled about that. And uh, some people have said, man, Pastor, I don't get paid till the 15th. And so the registration and does end today. So if you want to register, just talk to the information booth after service uh, if you still wanted to get some tickets for that. But uh, we want to thank you guys for such a great opportunity to celebrate together. Guys, I've been doing this series called Changing the Way You Think, and it really is a head game how we, how we function because everything is, it starts with a thought and a dream, And some of us have very destructive thoughts and dreams. And um, today, what I'm preaching on is I'm preaching on pain and how to use our pain for gain and how we really make a difference in that. Never did I think I was going to be getting injured in the process. I have been having some trouble with a hip and... uh, I uh, got on a plane last Sunday after church, went to a meeting because I serve on the board of trustees for, the, for Mid-America Christian University. And um, there, I, 
I don't know what happened on the plane ride, but man, I, I'm having a lot of trouble with one of my hips. So I appreciate your prayers. Uh, we do need to dismiss the youth to youth class. If you guys haven't already gone, uh, follow Brother Chris and the rest of your team out. As for sixth graders on up, the 12th grade. Um, but I, I got on this plane, and man, and I, uh, I was actually supposed to be in Orlando, Florida today for a Church of God convention, but I couldn't take the pain anymore. And I'm one of those guys that, you know, you just don't, you bite down, grin and bear it, and you just do life. But man, I finally threw in the towel and said, I, can't, I couldn't even walk. And uh, so I just thank God how he opened doors for me because my doctor got me into an orthopedic doctor on Friday, and then they signed me up for an MRI, and they said it was going to be a couple of months out, and I said, well, can you put me on a cancellation list if someone cancels? So they called me yesterday morning and said, can you come in? I was there. So I haven't heard the results yet, but uh, I will say, man, I have been in so much pain, so I, I empathize and sympathize with all of you that are, are going through that. But people wonder sometimes, why is there pain in this life? And what's the purpose of pain? Pain really has purpose, and God can use it for his glory if we allow him to. We have all kinds of pain. We have physical pain, emotional pain, psychological pain. We have spiritual pain. We just have pain because of life. And in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 2, Verse 22 and 23, it says, so what do people get in this life for all their hard work and anxiety? He goes, their days of labor are filled with pain and grief. Even at night, their minds cannot rest. It is all meaningless. Lord, I pray that you help us understand how we can use our pain for your glory and how we can gain from the pain that we go through and that we can have great victory. And I pray in Christ's name, amen. You know, every country, every person, every nationality experiences pain. Everyone does. You and I do. And some pain has real purpose. And if our pain has purpose, then it's worth the pain. For instance, if you have to have surgery and you know you're going to go through pain, but you go, it's okay because it's going to be worth the pain because the recovery on the other side, I'm going to be well. For those of, of you ladies, I've heard that giving childbearing is a very painful process. Yet, the results were worth it, right? You had your little baby and you're going, I get too little. Oh, my, oh. Oh, let's have another baby, you know, and you're like, wow, why, why would you want to go through all that pain again? Because the result is worth it. You see, some of our pain is worth it because it has a great purpose. And, 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 and so we go through surgery, we go through childbearing, we go through emotional pain that, that sometimes it, it hurts, but we get healing through and, and we get substance out of it. And so when we focus on the purpose we can get through it better. The Bible tells us that pain could teach us and others a lot. In the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 28, it's a scripture that a lot of people quote because it says that we know that God causes everything 
to work together for the good for those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose for them. So he's not saying that everything is good, but he says that in all things, he's going to make it all work out. He's going to make it function. He's going to make it all okay. And it's important that we understand that. And God has a purpose for our life. He has a purpose for everyone's life. A lot of times people say, I don't even know why on earth I'm here. And let me tell you, God has has purposed five distinctive things for our life. And the first one is he wants us to know him. He wants us to come to know God. And then he wants us to come to love one another and to really get to partner with one another. And then he wants us to grow spiritually in the word of God and in the things of God. And he wants us to serve others. And then he wants us to share the gospel with others. And those are the things that God has created us for, and he wants us to do. And God uses pain in our life to accomplish all these things. So don't waste your pain. Learn from it and teach others from it. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 4, he says, Have you experienced so much for nothing? Surely it was not in vain, was it? No, you see, God has a way of using your pain to bring comfort and healing and restoration for other people's lives, to really help them through a very challenging and painful time. So what I want to share is ways to use your pain in your life. And the first one is use your pain to draw closer to God and trust him more. To really use your pain to draw closer to God and to love him more. Let me tell you something. When pain happens, you're going to do one of two things. You're either going to run to God or you're going to run away from God. And let me tell you something. Life will make you bitter or it'll make you better. And if you run to God, he can make you better. And if you run away from God, you're going to be one very bitter person, and you're going to be very sour, and you're going to be mad at the whole world and just broken and not knowing how to fight, find healing. You need to tell God how you feel. You need to re- really share with him how you feel. I-, I was 18 when my mom died, and I'll never forget, I got really mad at God, and I was angry at him. And some of you might be angry at God. Some of you aren't even willing to admit that you're angry at God. Like, no, 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 don't say you're angry at God. It's not like if he doesn't know, he's all-knowing. Sometimes our children get mad at us. Has that ever happened? If you don't have children, remember when you were a kid and your mom and dad said, no, you can't have candy. I hate you. No, you can't hang out with your friends. You're only 13, and you're not going to be out till midnight. I hate you. (laughs) But 10 minutes later, I love you, Mom. Dad, I love you. you. You were just upset at the moment. You couldn't understand everything that was going on in your life. And, and, and we have to understand that, that God has allowed things in our life to bring healing and wholeness to us. So we need to learn to pray and be honest with God, to tell him how we feel, to tell him how we think, to tell him what we're processing, to be completely transparent to what you're doing. Say, God, this is how I feel, this is how I think, and this is what I'm doing because of that, and I don't even want to do that. So God, help me. Help me understand that, Lord, 
During this time, I need to get closer to you. During this time, I need to get and draw into you, Lord, and, and find solace in you and find your whole strength and purpose of my life. So God, help me through that. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8 and 9, it says, We think you ought to know, my dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through in the province of Asia. Now, Paul is telling them, let me tell you something I've gone through. He's trying to encourage them through his pain. He says, we were crushed and overwhelmed beyond the ability to endure. Haven't you ever been to the point that you don't think you can endure? You have been crushed and overwhelmed by the, uh, beyond the ability to endure. And we thought we would never live through it. In fact, we expected to die, but as a result... We stop relying on ourselves and learn to rely only on God who raises the dead. He goes, and he did rescue us from, he rescued us from mortal danger. He will rescue us again. And we have placed our confidence in him and he will continue to rescue us. You see, God has a way of saying, even in this pain that I'm allowing you to experience Man, it's drawing you closer to me, and you're learning to trust me more. You're learning to lean into me more. You're learning to believe into me more because pain could draw you closer to God, and God, he whispers in our ear when everything's going great. But he screams real loud and shouts real loud when we're in pain because sometimes when you're in pain, the pain is overwhelming that you can't even hear what's going on around you. So God shouts to let you know, I'm right here. God shouts to let you know, I haven't abandoned you. God shouts to let you know, I'm with you. I understand what you're going through, and I'm right here with you, helping you through it. I have not let go of your hand. In 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 9, he says, For I am glad I sent it, not because it hurt you, but because the pain caused you to repent and change your ways. It was the kind of sorrow God wants his people to have so you were not harmed by us in any way. He's saying, man, I allowed you to go through stuff because it drew you closer to me. I allowed you to go through stuff to help you. There's things that have really drawn you closer to God and pain can be one of them. So let your pain Draw you closer to God and say, God, in the midst of this pain, I want to find the purpose because I really want to help people as you're helping me. Second thing we need to understand is we need to use our pain to draw closer to others in fellowship. Our pain will draw us closer to others. Our pain will draw us closer to one another. Pain can bring you closer to others when you experience the same kind of pain they're going through. Have you ever noticed at a doctor's office, if you go there, you know, you're, you're sitting there and, and, and people are talking about their pain? It, it, I, I was at an orthopedic doctor, so, so they go, man, uh, they go, so why are you here? Uh, my hip. Uh, arthritis? Yeah, I've got arthritis in it, but now something else is going on. They go, oh, well, man, my knee's all jacked up and my this and that, and everyone's sharing their war wounds, you know? And men don't usually share as easy as women. Women talk about everything at the doctor's office. 
Oh, ever since I had the baby, no, hombre, I can't do this, I can't do that. You're like, man, too much information here. But see, pain draws you closer. Pain has a way of bringing a oneness. If you've lost a loved one to death, pain, that pain helps you comfort others. If you've lost a house to, because they repossessed it and you declared bankruptcy, that pain draws you closer to others that have gone through similar pain. The deeper the pain, sometimes the fewer the words. Sometimes we talk too much. We should just be quiet and be there. Sometimes we don't know what to say. You know what? When you don't know what to say, please don't say anything. Just hug them. Just say, man, I'm here. I love you. I'm sorry you're hurting. Don't say, oh, they're in a better place. Oh, shut up. They know that. But they don't want them in a better place. They want them here. Oh, but they're not suffering anymore. They don't care. They wish they were here and suffering because they would want them to have them to hold. So we try to say things. The best thing to do is just be there, hold them, hug on them, and say, I love you. That's it. I I can't explain it. We live in a wicked world that takes people's lives at times. We live in a world that has sickness. We live in a world that has death. But no use in saying those words. The best thing to do is just say, I love you and I'm praying for you. And then take them something. Because sometimes, do you need anything? Well, they, they might, they might not tell you. They might not even be thinking of what they need. They're probably going to need milk and eggs and bread and toilet paper. <laughs> oh, really? They don't have time to go to the store, so just go to the store and get them some milk, bread, and toilet paper. Yeah, the pastor told me to get this for you. Really? <laughs> no, but in other words, show them love. You see, your pain is going to comfort their pain, and, and we do that. See, we, we get closer together when we share with people, when we study with people, when we serve with people, but also when we suffer with people. You see, many times we think that our feelings are okay, but you know what? They're not okay. I'm falling apart, and we go, no, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. That doesn't mean you have to whine about everything, but you know what? Find someone that you could open up to and say, I'm not doing good right now. I'm really broken right now. I'm really hurting. I haven't been able to process this. I haven't been able to get over the death of this loved one. I haven't been able to get over the the bankruptcy. I haven't been able to get over my divorce. And I'm a widow. I'm a widower. Man, I'm, I'm having a hard time processing that. I just was told I have cancer. I was just told I have, 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 whatever. Whatever that doctor has told you, you're overwhelmed. And, and, and sometimes you need someone to share. That's why in Galatians 6, verse 2, it says, share each other's burdens. And it says, and in this way, you obey the law of Christ. So if you want to obey the Lord, share the burden, share the heart, share the pain. Because pain really teaches us how to love. I got a phone call yesterday and. And this sister goes, Pastor, I haven't been to church in a while because I have enormous amount of pain. I, I have a rheumatoid arthritis, and it's crippling. And people don't understand. If I sit down, then I can't hardly stand up. And I go, oh. And so she, she barely said, when I sit down, I go, oh, I bet you can't even stand up afterwards. She goes, yeah, how did you know? And I go, well, I'm, I'm kind of experiencing that. And go. Some people say, "Why don't you 
sit down when you preach because then I won't be able to get up. I'll, I'll be like stuck. My hip just locks and, and it's, it, I, I'm, I don't have pain standing. I have pain sitting. So it's like, but by me sharing that, she goes, oh my gosh, someone that understands. So then I was telling her different stuff that I'm taking to, to help me and, and, and one of them is this thing Pastor Chris gave me. It's some Chinese. So I go, I, I, it's Long Dang. She goes, wow, you speak Chinese? I go, no, I just made that up. But so, so I sent her a picture of it so she could know what to get at the store that they sell at that Tallinn market at the corner of Louisiana and Central. And she goes, oh, I've seen that place. See, I was able to share out of my pain with her pain, and, and, and together we're trying to find solutions. People have been giving me all kinds of little, you know, medicines and this and that, put this on and put that on and put that on and put this on. And, and I'm trying them all, man. I, I'm trying anything to take the pain away. And see, we get closer through that. Another thing is we need to use our pain to grow deeper in the Word of God, deeper in the Lord, deeper in Jesus. That word, that discipleship, that, that training, that spiritual growth to really get close Pain has a way of drawing you closer to God or further from God. Pain has a way to be either, either a stepping stone to the Lord or a stumbling block away from him. And some of you have gotten away from God because you have pain in your life. You can't understand why you had such a bitter divorce or you can't understand why you ended up getting sick and you can't understand why you ended up with the lung cancer and your relative that smokes like a chimney is fine. You don't understand, you don't understand, and because of that, it's, it's, it, it, it can get you bitter, but man, you need to let it be a stepping stone to get closer to God and grow in the Lord and not a stumbling block in the bitterness and, and resentment and, and hate. Because people could get really angry in pain. They get grumpy in pain. They get forgetful in pain. The pain is overwhelming, that, and it could be a physical pain, an emotional pain, a psychological pain, a spiritual pain. It could be anything you're going through that you're in pain, and it overwhelms you, and you just feel like, I can't take this anymore. I can't take this anymore. And God says, don't take it. Release it. Cast all your cares upon me because I care for you. Give it all to me because I already took it for you. He says, release it to me. Quit handling it on your own strength. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 20, verse 30, it says, physical punishment cleanses away evil. Such a discipline purifies the heart. It's saying when we go through pain, when we go through difficult situations, it it takes away that pain. It takes away the craziness that happens in our life. Look, when when your kid, you, when your parents ever spanked you, if they if you were a home that you grew up spanked, getting spanked. I don't know if your parents ever told you this, but my dad said, I'm doing this for what? Your own? Okay, my own good. <laughs> You're going to swap me for my own good? You know what? It was for my own good. It was to teach me that I had done wrong. It had teach me that I could have injured myself or someone else. It was teaching me that there's consequences to bad decisions. It was teaching me how to do things right. 
And sometimes we reject that, and sometimes we fight that pain, and sometimes we get angry because of that pain. Like if you ever put, if you put your kids in timeout, and you go, go sit in that corner. And they just go, and they're standing there. I said to sit down, and they're standing there. I said, sit down, and you swat them, and sit down. It's like the little kid that looked back. I might be sitting down on the outside, but I'm still standing up on the inside. It's like, man, they don't get it yet. It hasn't connected for them. They don't understand that, that it's really going to be something that's going to make them more like Jesus. It's going to bring a, a, a character in their life because of some of the punishment they went through. Punishment, discipline, whatever you might call it, it it's going to help form you into a great man or woman to really form you with a person of character and to have integrity. See, in the book of Hebrews, chapter 5, verse 8, it says, even though Jesus was God's son, he learned obedience from the things he suffered. Jesus suffered. Do you remember when he got baptized? After he got baptized, the Holy Spirit descended upon him, and a voice from heaven said, this is my son, and whom I'm well pleased. And then it said that the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness. And while he was there in the wilderness, he was tempted by the devil. And the devil came to tempt him, and he tempted him with power and with, with, with just strength and with with position and and he tempted him every way he possibly could be tempted but jesus got stronger through that he grew stronger and he showed us as a good example that you and i can overcome temptation if we follow his steps jesus didn't god didn't spare jesus any suffering as a matter of fact the suffering jesus went through made him complete He completed his task. Matter of fact, when he was dying on the cross, one of his last words were, it is finished. In other words, not they finally killed me. No, Lord, the assignment you gave me, I have now delivered, and I am free now because I have done the will of my Father. I was true to the end. And the Bible says because of the suffering set before him, he enjoyed the cross with joy. That doesn't mean like, oh boy, I get to go to the cross. He said, no, but because I get to go to the cross, I get to have all of these people as my children who are called by my name and come to know me and serve me and have eternal life and an abundant heart. In 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 11, it says, see what this godly sorrow produced in you, such earnestness. It produced Concern it to clear to clear yourself. Such indignation, such alarm, such longing to see me, such zeal and such readiness in punish uh, to punish wrong. You showed that you have done everything necessary to make things right. He's saying, man, pain really brought you through. See, God will use our pain to make us greater, to make us stronger if you just allow him to. He gives us resilience, in other words, bounce back power. Haven't you ever been encouraged by somebody that you know has gone through a horrible trial in their life, a horrible situation in their life, and all of a sudden they bounce back and they've risen out of the ashes. He brought beauty from ashes and he rose up and you go, wow, that is the Lord. I know when that person was going through hell on earth and you know what? Look, they're coming through with a big smile on their face. So whether you're in this sanctuary or online, I'm telling you, God has a word to encourage you today. 
He wants us to have that bounce back power. Paul testified about pain in his life. I read it last week. I'm going to read it again to remind us that Paul, if anyone had a chance to brag about the trials he went through, it was him. He says in 2 Corinthians 11, verse 23 through 28, he says, are, your, are, are, are they servants of Christ? I know I sound like a madman, but I have served him for more. He goes, I have worked harder, been put in prison more often, and been whipped times without number, and faced death again and again. Five different times, Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. Three times, I was beaten with rods. Once, I was stoned almost to death. He goes, three times, I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and a day adrift at sea. I have traveled for many long journeys and have faced danger from rivers, from robbers, and I have faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. He says, I have faced danger in the cities, in the deserts, and on the sea. I have faced danger from men who claim to be believers but are not. I have worked hard and long, enduring many sleepless lights. I have been hungry and thirsty and have often gone without food. And I have shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm. And he says, then, besides all this, I have the daily burden of my concern for all the churches that he had planted. It's like, man, I've gone through it. That's why he was able to write, like in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 through 9, he says, though he goes, we're crushed on every side by troubles, we're not crushed, and we're perplexed but not driven to despair. And we get hunted down, but we're never abandoned by God. And we get knocked down, but we're never destroyed. And he says, through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our body. He says, oh, man, I'm telling you, I've been through it. And I know you're going through it. And I'm letting you guys know that Cindy and I have been through it. We've gone through stuff over all the years we've been together, and God has brought us through, and he continues to bring us through, and we will not back down. We're going to move forward and trying to encourage you to do the same thing. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 through 18, it says, and this is why we never give up. This is why we never give up. Listen to me. Some of you are even thinking of giving up. Never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So don't look at the troubles that we can see here now. Rather, fix your gaze on the things that we cannot see, for the things that we see will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. Glory to God. Man, we're, we're eternal bound. We're not citizens of earth. We're citizens of heaven. And we need to remember that. And we need to hold on to that. And it brings me to the next thing that we need to understand is that we need to use pain to be more sensitive to serving people, to serving others. 
When you've gone through it, if you're just self-centered and everything's about you, you're going to miss life. But if you're open and you're going to share with people from the pain you've gone through or you, you've endured, you're going to be able to bless them and help them. If you've gone through a divorce, you're going to be able to really minister to people that are going through a divorce or just went through a divorce. If you've been widowed, you're going to be able to share with a man or woman that, that what you went through. If you've lost a child, you could share in a way that other people cannot share. If you've been sick, you could share with people that, that you understand. You don't know exactly what they're going through because everyone endures it differently. But you could share, I've been there. I understand that. This is what I've gone through. You're able to share in a way that, that impacts and really changes lives. You're able to say, you know what? I went through this enormous pain. I went through this situation. I, it was a horrible situation. We got divorced, and it wasn't his fault, my fault. It, we don't even know what happened. Next thing you know, we're divorced. Man, we, we, we had no hope. We didn't know what we were going to do. Man, we've gone through bankruptcy, and it was horrible. And you could go on and on and just talk about the pain you've gone through. And you can help people. And it's really something. God seems to always put people that are going through something that you've gone through. And you're going like, oh, I don't want to really talk about this. You don't have to go into all the details. You can just say, you know what? I'm sorry that you're going through what you're going through. I know it has to be very painful. I want you to know I'm here for you. And if God so chooses and gives you the strength, then you can say, you know what? I, 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 I've been through that. I went through divorce. My husband committed adultery. My wife committed adultery. I committed adultery. She committed adultery. Whatever. You could share the pain you've endured. You could say, yes, I went to the doctor and they told me I have cancer and it just kind of rattled my cage. Man, I went to the doctor and they told me I have this chronic disease and I don't know what's going to happen. I went, I went, I went. See, you could share with them out of your pain. You could share with them out of your comeback, your resilient back, bounce back. You could say, yes, I made it. And you know what? God has still seen me through. But I'm telling you, you could get through it. You just need to keep going. I'll hold your hand, and we could go through this together. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4 and 6, it says, it says he comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are in trouble, when they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. For the more we suffer for Christ, the more God will shower us with his comfort through Christ. And even when we are weighed down with troubles, it is for your comfort and salvation. For when we ourselves are comforted, we will certainly comfort you. Then you will have patiently endured the same things we suffer. See, he's saying, I'm going to be able to help you through this. I'm going to be able to carry you through this. Let me tell you something. Once you've overcome a situation, you can really help others that are going through the same thing or a similar pain overcome. And sometimes you haven't gone through that. But let me tell you something. I don't have to hit myself with a hammer to know it hurts. Are you with me? Just because you've never been a drug addict, well, I don't know what it's like to be an alcoholic or a drug addict. I've never done any of that. Let me tell you something. It's, you've seen their life and how painful it is. Help them pray them through. 
minister to them. And I'm bringing you to the last thing I want to say is that we need to use our pain to witness to the loss. Let me tell you something. When some of you have endured some of the stuff you've gone through, people freak out and they go, how have you done it? How have you not gone crazy? How have you been able to sustain and maintain your life and the joy in your life in spite of all the stuff you're going through? You see, our witness comes out of our weakness, not out of our strengths. Our, our witness comes out of, uh, out of our, our total dependence on God, not our success and our fame and our position. And look at me, look at me. No, it's when I'm broken, when I'm empty, when I'm lost, he is the one that is glorified because he's shining through us. In Philippians chapter 1, verse 12, it says, And I want you to know, my dear brothers and sisters, that everything that has happened to me has helped me to spread the good news. You see, Paul impacted a world by using the darkest moments of his life to bring glory to God. He says in 2 Corinthians 6, verse 4, In everything we do, we show that we are true ministers and we patiently endure troubles and hardships and calamities of every kind. This is real authentic witnessing. When you say, you know what? My marriage is doing good now, but at one time we almost got divorced. You know what? We got divorced and then God re- we brought a, healed our lives and we got remarried. Or, or you share, man, I have, a, I have a prodigal son. I have a prodigal daughter. They're lost. Or, or you know what? We went through bankruptcy. Man, I... I uh, I, I just got fired. You're not going to... And you share your pain, and you know what? It's the greatest witness of God's love and God's power because you are holding on to eternity and not focusing on the right now, but you're focusing on the hereafter. Because we're, as I said earlier, we're citizens of heaven, not of earth. And you know what? I don't want to die yet. I, I pray God gives me at least another 23 years. I don't know why, why I only prayed till I lived to 86. <laughs> I just said, 86 a good year, you know? And I pray I have all my limbs, I, 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 I'll, I'll be healthy. Because I have grandchildren, I want to see them. Man, yesterday, my, three of my grandchildren live out of town. And yesterday, one of them, he's in the marching band in El Paso, and they had a big old contest here in Albuquerque, and he goes, Grandpa, Grandma, I'm going to be in Albuquerque. So we went to go see him march. And, and he's playing the marimba. He was here in the summer. He wasn't playing the marimba. I go, how did you learn the marimba already? He goes, Grandpa, God gave me favor. In one month, I learned it. And he's playing with two mallets now in each hand. So he plays with four mallets. And he's and he was there. And he, he did a solo yesterday. And we're like, look at that kid. He was playing that, and he was playing the drums. He takes after my wife. She's a percussionist. She played marimba and drums and all that. And I was like, wow. I share that to say, I still want to see them grow. But you know what? If God takes me today, we don't know what's going to happen. I didn't know my son was going to fly out of a bus that wrecked. Thank God he lived, but he got all messed up. We don't know what's going to happen. But as long as he gives me breath, I'm going to praise the Lord. And as long as he gives me breath, I'm going to hold on to him. And I'm going to use my pain to give witness 
of what my God has done. And I don't know what you're going through. But I've talked to many of you. And you're going through hell on earth. You're going through stuff no one would even believe. Because you're still standing. They're going, wait, what happened to you? And when you start sharing your story, they can't even believe it because they still see you strong and they see you faithful and they see you trusting the living king in spite of what you're going through. That's a witness to the glory of God. And some of you don't even know him. And he so desperately wants you to know him. And if you don't know Jesus and you've never surrendered and you want to know him today, say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to accept Jesus Christ. Is there anyone here today that has never accepted Christ and you want to today? Well, then I'm going to say, God, thank you for your opportunity. But if you need healing for brokenness in your life, I want to ask you to stand with me. All of you stand And if you need prayer, I ask that you make your way up. Say, pray for me. The pain is overwhelming. The emotional pain of what I'm going through. Nobody knows I wear a mask really good. But in spite of the mask I'm wearing, there is enormous pain in my life. Some of you are going through physical pain. You're going through pain. You've been told you have an illness. You have physical pain from arthritis and rheumatism. You've got pain because there's bones in your body that aren't functioning the way they should. You've got pain, psychological pain, because people have just tormented you. They've been ugly and mean to you. You've got pain from bad decisions you've made. And today, God wants to heal you. So if you want prayer, I pray you make your way up. Would you sing this song as a song of hope, a song of promise? A song of coming into your presence. Man, we love you, Lord. I just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy moment. I never want to leave. Oh, I'm not here. Jesus, you don't owe me anything more than anything that you can do. I just want you. And I'm sorry when I've just gone through the motions. I'm sorry when I just sang another song. Take me back to where we started. I opened up my heart to you. Sing, I'm sorry. I'm sorry when I've come my agenda I'm sorry make your way forward you need prayer but then I forgot that you're enough 
Take me back to where we started. I open up my heart to you. I'm caught up in your presence. I just want to sit here at your Father, we, we thank you, Lord, that only you, Lord, can take it. beauty from ashes, Lord, and make something so beautiful, Lord, like our pain for gain, Lord, for your kingdom. So, Lord, as we come together in prayer today, Lord, those that have come before and knelt before you, Lord, at your altar, Lord, you know the pain. You know the pain that is represented at every seat here today, Lord. Maybe they're not at your altar. Maybe they're not here at this altar, but they are definitely at your altar, at your feet, Lord, asking and pleading, Lord, for what they need. So, Lord, thank you for your word today, Lord. And so... Father, as we leave this place, Lord, we we don't leave your presence, Lord, but thank you, Lord, for your word, Lord, and for the encouragement, Lord, of how to deal with that, Lord, and, and how we are to move forward, Lord, and use our pain for the gain, Lord, of your kingdom, Heavenly Father. Be with us, Lord, and etch in our hearts, Lord, your word, Lord, here today. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. Hey, church, as we leave here today, there are many that are still in prayer. So we encourage you to leave in a spirit of worship just quietly out where we release you in Jesus' name. We will see you on Wednesday. God bless you, church. We love you. We'll see you Wednesday. Be released quietly into the moment. Show someone some love on the way out.